I'm back. So, um, today I want to speak about the topic of God can trust you with his heart. It's, I don't really feel like this is spoken about much. Um, because we're kind of told a lot. You know, um, you can trust God with your heart and give him your heart and give him your desires and know that he's such a loving God and he will, he will not just guide you, but he will love you, he will bless you. Um, but I find when I look into the scriptures, I believe that yes, that is true to give God our heart. But I actually find that God actually gives us his heart. Let me explain more. So when we look at like people like David and Abraham and Moses and we look at like where there's parts in the scripture where God would say this person was a friend of God, this person um, loved the Lord with all their heart and he loved them abundantly. He loved them so much. Um, and it makes me think about what God did for us by creating us, by creating the world. And it was done out of love. And I think when you look at it like that, the, the sense of unworthiness that each and every one of us goes through, like, I know myself, um, you know, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, I was just, I was just in prayer time with God and I was just feeling unworthy. Um, and it's when I kind of got this picture in my mind of God placing me his heart, um, cause I was coming before him and I was just discussing some stuff with him and I really felt like God, I, I, I know you love me, but I just feel so unworthy to be in your presence. I feel so unworthy to be blessed by you. Um, and I know that there is many songs and there is many teachings and preachings and events that will say, you know, we are not worthy of God's love. And I get that from the angle of, because we all have fallen short of his glory and um, we all have sinned. But I do think equally it's important to actually put emphasis on the fact that um, God trusts us and he wants us to to hold his heart. He wants us to um, know the, the, the inner workings of his heart because when I look at the people that God chose in the Bible to preach his word um, and even people of our current society and when you look in the scriptures and when you check on whether social media or you kind of hear it through the grapevine, um, each and every one of these people um, are not perfect. Like the, the Bible doesn't make an emphasis on, and this man was the most perfect and there is nothing he did, you know, nothing that was in him, um, nothing he did wrong. Um, and I know, like, for example, for those of you that who will say, well, actually, Job um, was 
was a righteous man, a just man. The Bible spoke about that in all of the land. But if you actually look at the scriptures as it, it goes on and evolved more, Job had, um, not trying to say the Bible's wrong, but we can clearly see in the scriptures that Job still had a level of misunderstanding towards the glory of God and who God is to the point where I think it's a, um, I don't know if it's a cloud or a storm, but it's it's some kind of um, environmental presence that God speaks through. Um, and he kind of tells Job about creation, all that kind of stuff. So yes, the Bible was, uh, yes, the Bible is right when it says that Job was a righteous man in all of the land, but still um, with that, Job was not perfect because anyone who's come after the fall is not perfect. Um, so, you know, when we look at the scriptures and we look at current day society, we can see that there is no one who is perfect. But the fact is that the way God is so in love with them, it's not just that kind of one way love, you know, I, I don't even really, I can't even say that one way love is true love. It's more of an infatuation. But what you see from the Bible is God is saying, I love you and love me too. And he knows that we will love him in imperfection. And that's something that I'm still, I was going to say trying to wrap my mind around, but it's not, this is not a mind thing. This is a heart thing. Like I know there is definitely a place for, um, theology and there's definitely a place for teaching and for looking at the scriptures and living our life according to the word of God um, but let's not forget that the Holy Spirit exists let's not forget that the Holy Spirit doesn't operate through the law as we see men speak about it the Holy Spirit operates through our thoughts our emotions our heart um, and I know that this is an area that sometimes people don't even feel like they can enter into because we misinterpret scriptures that speak about, you know, the heart is deceitful above all else. That is right, but that's my understanding. Again, my understanding of that scripture is um, when it comes to surrendering of um, where God is leading us in life, not just to gain things but just being obedient and living a life for God is understanding that sometimes our feelings are not always aligned with his will and his purpose so when the bible says the heart is deceitful above all else it's understanding that sometimes your heart will be telling you one thing and God is telling you another thing and you're not supposed to be listening to your heart in that time you're meant to be listening to the will of God and you will find that as you listen to the will of God as the time goes on, your heart's desire will align. And again, you know, it's it's a continuous cycle because again, your heart will want to go somewhere and God will call you to do something or release something from your life or emotionally work through something. So that's that's the way the scripture is speaking about it. Um, but there's many different aspects when we speak about the heart. Um, and I think what I want you to take away from this is... The fact that our God not just only sent his son into the world to save the world, it was his only son. And I find it interesting when the Bible speaks about 
Jesus being God's only son. Now, pause before we go on. I'm not going to try and break down and explain the Trinity. I just know that I believe in God. I know that he sent his son Christ on the earth and I know that the Holy Spirit dwells within me. So take that <laughs> as you hear it and go and do your own research. Go and spend your time in the presence of God to learn about that because I don't want to make this whole episode about theology. We probably will get into some episodes about theology but for me to do that um, I may have someone else alongside of me because I know you know when Ronnie gets talking I can get passionate um, but some things are very black and white in the Bible theologically and for me to explain that I think I would need someone who is an expert in that area. I'm personally not an expert. Um, so yeah and I think when the Bible says his only son, it makes me think about when we talk about the, the examples of a parent and a child. And I'm not a parent yet one day, God's willing, I shall carry my own child forth on this earth. Um, but I'm not there yet. And um, I've been blessed and, you know, being fortunate to... Um, be a mentor to younger people and being a youth leader in my church and stuff and and also done youth work outside of the church community stuff so um what i've seen when i look at children teenagers and their parents you know i see this this awe of love you know um and i just see the admiration in the parents eyes towards their child and it just makes me think about for God to send his only son into the world. He didn't just send his only son into the world to sit down and have a conversation, but he sent his son so that he could die for our sins, for our life, for our redemption in Christ, in God. <clears throat> and um, for me, when God kind of gave me that picture in my mind of being in his presence, because basically I was on my knees, um, as I said <laughs> in a few um, episodes, I don't always get on my knees because ooh, the way it does be aching sometimes. Um, so please don't be feeling, you have to be always praying, praying on your knees. I like to pray and walk around, I like to sit down, I like to do different stuff. I'm a creative prayer, okay? Creative prayer. Say it with me, creative prayer. <laughs> um, but essentially you know when I was on my knees in, in this particular time and um, I put my hands forth like um, like I was receiving something and um, I just kind of saw the picture of God giving me his heart and I remember in that moment I was saying God you know that I will hurt your heart at some point again but yet you trust me to hold your heart. And I remember just feeling the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying to me, try your best. And I paused because I was like, God wasn't asking me to make sure I adhered to this commandment and that commandment and making sure that, hey, I was meditating and praying every day. 
He simply whispered to me, try your best. And that touched me because where I'm at in my life, I'm coming to a place of peace of trying my best, knowing that I will fall, but God will get me back up again. Um, so when I just felt that wisp of the Holy Spirit of that over my soul, I really thought, wow, God is very, very serious in this relationship. He wants us individually, each and every one of us as the body of Christ to have. Because I know I will fall short of his glory. I really know that. Like, I'm not going to try and pretend and say, well, give me six months um, and I'll fall. Like, I don't know when next I'll fall. And it could be anything. Like, it could be the way I treated someone. It could be um, masturbating. It could be, I don't know the way I've just envied someone, it could be anything. Like I don't know when I'll fall again, but I will fall. But what I am promised is not the fact that God highlights me falling, just like when I spoke about David sleeping with Bathsheba in the previous episode, uh, or the episode before that. They're coming along now, so I actually can't remember which number. But essentially, if you know the story of David, um, he took another man's wife and slept with her while she was still married and then when she became pregnant he wanted to cover it up then he murdered that man not um directly but indirectly by saying to one of his officers put this man at basically the front of the army knowing that more likely those who are at the front of the army will die and then her husband did die um so yeah um and you know when god was kind of when i felt that um in the presence of god and I was, I was, this is, this is what I was saying, um, to God, I was saying, God, well, you know that I will hurt you, like, you know that, and as I said, I'm in a place right now where I have real and transparent and raw conversations with God, so I, that's what I said, I said, you know I will hurt you, um, and again, I just felt God whispered to me, try your best, and I remember leaving that prayer time and saying, you know what, Lord, no matter what I do, no matter what I go through in life, um, I will try my best with your heart. You trust me to have your heart. You trust me to treat your heart well. I will try my best. And it was the first time in my life where I really came to a place of, and I can't even say like everything's all, you know, I have the most revelations of revelations because it's still a journey for me and as I said this was probably yesterday or two days ago but going forward um, you know I have the understanding now of knowing that for the first time in my life like God wants a relationship God wants um, to journey on this walk with me of life and it blows my mind because when we talk about the majesty of God and when we talk about the greatness of God and all that he is and it's like me little old Ronnie you want to have a relationship with me you want to conversate with me you want to spend time in my presence like I was listening to um a preacher um I, like i 
follow one of these churches and um, it's a church in America. Um, I think the pastor's Russian. Um, and his name is, I think it's Vladimir, but they call him Vlad. It's Hungry Generation, so if you want to go and look it up, you can. Um, and no, I haven't been sponsored to do this. I'm just kind of sharing people, um, organisations, tips and stuff like that that helps me. Um, you may like them, you may not. But I was listening to um, one of his preachings and he was saying that um, there was a time where like, so at this at this stage in his life, he had become really good like at spending time with God. Um, but there had come a season where he became like really, really busy and he kind of didn't really spend as much time in God's presence and he started like he felt the, the leading of the Holy Spirit to be like Vlad come let's spend time together let's spend time together and he started to spend time in God's presence um sorry if I'm butchering this but if you probably look back you'll probably find the particular YouTube video when he said it um but basically it was a thing of him starting to spend time in God presence it was more than just let's have genuine connection it was kind of like well I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and um he remembered one particular morning when he was spending time in God's presence and he just really felt the Holy Spirit saying just be in my presence like this wasn't about um legality this wasn't about you know well 50 minutes and then we're done or make sure you read these five scriptures it was just about spend time in my presence and what i got from that and from the rest of the message was um we treat god sometimes like a lawyer and yes the bible says he is a good and righteous judge but he's many things um and one of the greatest things that is emphasized over and over and over again is God's love for us and you know I was thinking when I was listening to that where at this stage in my life so let me give you some context still kind of figuring out spending time with God is it morning is it evening I wasn't consistent um sometimes I didn't oh I was avoiding to spend time with God but at that place in my life I was thinking you know what I would like to get to that place where I'm spending time with God and God stops me um, and basically says I, I don't I'm not calling you I don't want you to be here so you can have that one hour or so you can um, read five six seven eight scriptures I just want to spend time with you and obviously I, I had this moment um, yesterday or two days ago so fast forward fast forwarding to now um i i honestly was so honored like how many of us can get to say we are honored by god like honored by his presence like we're so used to saying that we honor god and of course keep doing it that's great and the bible talks about you know, if we don't praise the Lord, the rocks will cry out because he's so holy, so just that some part of creation will praise him because he's worthy to be praised. But how many of us can honestly say we are honoured that God would say, stop what you're doing. Stop trying to have the perfect Bible plan. Stop trying to have the perfect allotted time. 
Stop trying to have the perfect amount of scriptures where just be my presence. And I want you to understand this. As you're in this time of lockdown, as you're in 2021, not knowing what the year will hold, I want you to just take some time before we, you know, I don't, I'm technically in spring, me, I don't know. <laughs> but before any seasons change or before lockdown finishes and ask God, like, how do we do this? Like, what's your desires for me? And I, and I don't want you to ask that from a place of to be blessed in a relationship or to be blessed in a job. Um, but just to spend time with him. To be able to feel and know that God wants me just to have his heart. Because one of the things that was spoken against the Pharisees was their lack of being able to understand and connect with who God truly is. They had the outfit, they had the um, the routines, the religious routines down to a team. You know, scholars even say that the Pharisees knew the Bible so well without even looking at it. But yet they were missing this thing. They were missing the heart of God. And it's great that you're attending Zoom. It's great that you have a Bible plan. But can I ask you this? Do you want to go deeper with God? Or is having your routine and having your Bible plan and making sure you're turning up to church every twice a week or once a week is fine your friends know that you know you highlight many verses your friends know that um you are so awesome in fasting your church admires you because you are helping the needy and helping the poor but can you say to yourself before you go to bed at night, in that moment where you're falling asleep, but your eyes are still open, and all your thoughts are being released from the day, can you honestly say to yourself, I have the heart of God? I think what I want you to understand is, as big and as great as our God is, as majestic as he is, holy is his name, Yahweh. He still says, he politely asks you and me with all our imperfections, knowing that we will fall again knowing that we will sin at some point, probably even after, straight after prayer. He says to you, can you have my heart? And just do the best with it as you can. Ask yourself, because 
if you say you're a believer, a follower of Christ, I don't ever remember looking in the scriptures. Christ made an emphasis on people knowing the scripture from start to finish. There was just an emphasis of where is your heart? Who has your heart? Can I have your heart? Let's fall in love with Christ again. Yes, it may sound cheesy. It may sound cliche because, you know, sometimes we get the messages like, You're awesome, God. We love you. <laughs> you know. But. Do you have the heart of God? And can you honestly say so? It's great you've been a Christian for 15 years or five years or five months, but wherever you are in your walk, can you say you have the heart of God? And that's a question that is even new to me because having this time recently with God, I never ever thought I never thought that God would present himself to me like that. Normally we're presenting ourselves to God. But I never thought he would present himself to me. And as God is removing and renewing my mind in the area of unworthiness, I still feel unworthy in some parts of myself. Is it getting better? Yes. Am I feeling more whole in Christ, yes, because the Bible makes it very clear. This is a progressive journey and when we get to that point of death to meet God, that completeness is done. So of course I will continue to grow. But I'm not there yet. So yes, I still feel unworthy sometimes. And I wonder, you know, these unclean hands of mine, can I actually really hold God's heart? with all the mud and the filth on it, all the cuts and bruises, will any part of me infect his heart? Will I get complacent one day and drop it? And the answer is yes, yes. I can't infect God's heart because his heart's holy and pure. But I can drop it. And you know what God will do? He will stand right in front of me. And he will pick up his heart. And he will place it back in my hands. And that blows my mind because that is a message that I don't really hear being spoken about. I have um, visited different churches. I've grown up in one main church um, from um, a youth to a teenager. But along the way, you know, there's different conferences and events. And, my, you know, I have different friends from different churches. And um, I went to this one particular church um, when I was like a late teen. I left and went to this other church. Um, and the way, the way they preached was some of the most condemning messages I've ever heard. And it 
it was really hard because you never felt worthy you let alone holding God's heart you never even felt worthy to give God your heart and it really damaged me in that season because different things I was working through this is before so I went to counseling last year so obviously from I'm going to turn 25 this year so it was a while ago now but um I knew at some point from a teenager I wanted to go to counselling so obviously with all of that in mind and I was just being so damaged because here's a message being preached of you are unworthy every single Sunday and fear being preached into me but I thank God because along that journey even though um that is what I was receiving from the preaching in my own private time. God was still renewing my mind. And eventually I didn't step that church for long. I left and went back to my um, home church. Um, but yeah, like I thank God for still telling me that I am worthy. And even though back then I never felt that God um, ever broke it down to me or explained to me or said to me, you can have my heart but he still showed me that in his actions and I think I wasn't ready to receive that in prayer yet um but he was still presenting his heart to me and now that I'm ready to hold it because I understand even in my unworthiness I can hold his heart that's when I've received it but I want to say like the church that I'm going to now um is for some of the first times in my life have I really felt loved um, and worthy by preaching and teaching. Um, and I want to make this emphasis clear because I am going to speak about good and bad church experiences. But let me share the good with you um, because I do want you to have a sense of hope that yes, no church is perfect. So please, if you don't be trying to look for a perfect church. It's, it's not worth it, you'll never find one, but there is places where God will say this is the place for you to be in this season and there's places where he'll remove you and it's just being in tune with the Holy Spirit to hear that. But where I'm at now, oh my gosh, like the sense of love that I have, it, it, it kind of, and actually I didn't even realise it until I'm speaking about it now, but um, it's restored my hope in knowing that I can sit under teaching, um, be um, in a group with like-minded people um, and just hear the, the, the sense of God's love, his presence of love being ministered to me. Um, and I can definitely say when we meet in the week and people are just honest with the way they feel, honest with what they're going through, honest with how their weeks be it's so amazing to see um leaders who know they're not perfect but who know that this sense of god's love is so important and i know that some of my thoughts have been challenged in my groups because coming from a place of not you know a few years ago um is few two or three I'm not gonna give the number but um, some years ago um, and coming from unhealthy teaching and then coming to a place where I just feel myself being restored and healed I really thank God um, 
and it gives me hope and I want to say this to you I don't know if you're currently in church about to leave church or started going to church know this that some people who preach constant fear and condemnation it's because they haven't understood that they are they are able to hold God's heart you find that a lot of people who preach a certain way are some of the most they have the deepest sense of unworthiness you will be very shocked and I've been privileged to be a leader in different places and um, you'll be very shocked to know that some people who just preach fear and condemnation, they cry the most. They do. Um, but be blessed to know that there is great leaders out there, great ministries out there who understand this message of Christ. And the funny thing is, with all the bad that's out there, it still can't defeat the good because the church of jesus christ if you look globally and you do some research it's growing very rapidly very very rapidly and i think when god showed me that i had to my perspective started to change because coming from a place of feeling so hurt so broken not just of things in my own lives but things that were influenced and inflicted upon me by people around me um it started to help heal me and if you are in a place right now where you feel a deep sense of unworthiness to hold God's heart, to get to know God's heart, spend some time in prayer and ask God to surround you with people, whether in or outside of church, where your mindset can transform. Because can I tell you this? It's no good walking around and I'm saying this because this is something that I used to do. There's no good walking around saying that no ministry, no church, um, no leader um, you can sit under or listen to because they're all the same. That's not true. That's certainly not true. This is coming from a person who has been a leader in different churches, um, coming from a person who was completely hurt, burnt. By church um, that was my viewpoint anyway because as as I said I've been to different churches and there's so many different so many different people and you have some that sit on the side of heavy condemnation and those who sit on the side of speaking and preaching the love of God um, but yeah and as as God is healing me now in the church that I'm in um, and just renewing my mind I'm just so I feel so much lighter as a person and there's a contentment developing with within me that oh I would have to give you my heart for you to see it but I'm finally in a place in life where I'm starting to be content with who I am in all aspects regardless of my faults and failures um, and I just look to grow from here and I thank God because for him to reveal to me and show me that I am worthy in his eyes to hold his heart. And I see the season of life that I'm in of healing and restoration and rebuilding. I want you to know that he can do the same for you. Honestly, 
trust and believe that God will do the same for you. Can I be honest and can I tell you the truth? It hasn't come overnight for me. It hasn't come overnight for me. As I said, I went to counselling um, basically the start of last year, so it's, it's already been a year. And it's only now, February 2021, am I starting to understand some of the things that were being released from me and the things that were being discussed through counselling. That's taken a whole year. A whole year. But you know what? That's not a bad thing. That is understanding that good things take time and as God was teaching me through life and through experiences and healing me for me to be in a place now to get a revelation from God that I am worthy to hold his heart I want you to know that when some days look difficult and you think well I should be at point C now but I feel like I'm still at point A point Two, know that God has not forgotten you. I want you to know that God sees you. And the thing is this, can I honestly say, now that I've started to do a podcast, because I wanted to do, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm a creative. And um, I wanted to do something like this a long time ago. And I remember when I was trying to do stuff and things wouldn't work out and I got to a place where I felt discouraged because I was like, God, you've given me these these talents, but I feel like things are not progressing. And I just really felt in that time that God was saying, you're not ready, you're not ready. And I couldn't understand. But now that I'm here and I'm in this place of being ready, I get it because how could I come and share with you about my journey of counselling, my ups and downs, and I literally just started counselling yesterday. <laughs> You're not really going to listen to me, are you? Um, and as well as there's certain things I had to work through in my own private time before I came to speak to you. So now that I've gone through that and it's been a year um, and I've seen the way that I have just transformed as a person and it just keeps on getting better and better know that anything God is doing in your life it takes time like when I was looking to title this this episode um sorry not the episode but the podcast and I was looking for so many different names and I was just coming up with some really snazzy names and yes I said it's snazzy yes I was born in the 90s but sometimes I feel like I'm still an 80s baby even though I wasn't born then but hey um we all have our dreams don't we um, but when I was coming up for like different names of the podcast, it finally stuck with the name Take Your Time. And I kind of giggled when I was um, just talking to God because I was thinking, God, this is the story of my life. Story of my life. Like there's some prayers I prayed eight years ago. And guess what? They're just coming to pass now. <laughs> me, I feel like Joseph, but call me Josephina. Josephina. Um, but yeah, some prayers I prayed five years ago, coming to pass now. Um, 
Yeah, and I think I'm so grateful. Like, I could just go on and on and on, but I am really grateful because I want people of my generation to understand that this microwavable mindset cannot apply to the things of God. Yeah, it can apply to your popcorn, but not the things of God. Um, is it hard sometimes? Oof, please. Sometimes I'm like, God, why? As sweet as I am, why? But you know what? Now I'm standing here today and having this conversation with you, I am grateful. And I know when we see people sharing their testimony or preaching this, they're like, yeah, that's good. But what about me? Or yeah, that's good, it's easy for you to say. No, I can honestly tell you this. The fact that I've had to wait eight years as a young person, our society, remember our microwavable society as a young woman, eight years for some prayers to be answered now. That's a long time, fam. It's a long time. A very long time. And on that journey, hmm, my God, I feel like I'm ready to preach, but let me hold back. But my point is this, on that journey, this current journey, now that I'm walking in the prayers, in the blessings of God now, I am mature, maturing to be able to hold the will of God because can I tell you this I gave the analogy I'm not sure the number of the episode but of a child driving you to work eventually that child will become an adult but at three years old you will not put a child in the driver's seat because they are not mature they have not taken the test they do not understand the ways of the road to take you safely to their to their um, destination when that child becomes an adult you can kick your feet back roll back your chair put the AC on depending if you're in warm climates if you're in cold climate please keep warm and go to work safely and now that I'm here you know I'm even gonna be turning big 25 um, even now getting to that place where society says um, I'm officially a mature adult. There's, there's, I think there's, there's nothing besides pension in it, but that's a long time. There's nothing that I can't do. I think from from when I turned 25, I, think, I don't think there's anything left in society that I actually can't do. So being at this place now of turning 25 this year, um, and scientifically it's said that you know I should have stopped growing and all that kind of stuff. And I can kind of say that because I've been the same height for. <laughs> A long time my shoe size please my shoe size the same 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 um but now that i'm here at this place in my life and then soon to transition to my late 20s um i can honestly say i'm ready for certain things now um and i want to give you this word of encouragement before we leave even though certain things you want them now, 
understand that when God says you're not ready, it's no disrespect to you. Hear me? Hear me? It's no disrespect to you. But is there, there is things that he is not just removing, but there's things that he is healing, renewing, and departing within you. So when that time comes and he says, here, and some, listen, honestly, some of the prayers that I prayed years ago, I even forgot because it, it was such a long time ago. But God has not forgotten. And when he says, here, you are now ready to be responsible. You are now ready to walk in the fullness of this or that. Trust me, when you get there, you will be grateful. Because now I look back, if God had answered some of the prayers eight years ago, five years ago that I was asking for, I would have destroyed and annihilated the will of God. Like, I'm telling you, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Like, me, I thought I was a big woman at 18, yeah? For all my teenagers out there, please know it's love. But let me let you know this. You have a lot of growing to do. And I'm even saying that someone who's turning 25 and I still think I have a lot of growing to do. Um, but when I was 18, 17, I wasn't ready for certain stuff. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Um, but now I'm at a place where when God gives me more responsibility... When God shows me new things, I'm able to understand. Because even something that seems so simple as you can have my heart and try your best. Honestly, three years ago, five years ago, if God had said that, that deep sense of unworthiness would have had me close my hands and say, you know what? This thing that I'm feeling, the devil is, is not just a liar, he's a joke man. He's an actual joke man. I would have been thinking it's the enemy, I would have been thinking it's me. But now I can understand and now I can appreciate and know that God wants me to also hold his heart. So I want to say to those of you who are feeling fear, unworthiness, doubt, Come to God and ask God to renew your mind daily. And I say daily because I want you to know it's a step-by-step -step process. Don't be putting pressure upon yourself and saying by the end of February, the way you should be just praying against all these spirits. The way you should be able to go up the mountain like Moses and do a strong 40, come back down, go back up and do another strong 40. No, that's not realistic. No, allow God to teach you, renew you day by day. So I just want to pray before we go. Um, Heavenly Father, I just pray that those who are struggling, those who are feeling overwhelmed with unworthiness and fear and doubt, and who are probably saying, well, that's easy for you to say, Ronnie. Um, God trusts you with his heart, but he doesn't feel the same with me. I'm not where you are at. Let them know, Heavenly Father, that I did not get here overnight. 
And for them, it is a journey, dear God, and they will get to that place where they can honestly say and be an encouragement to other people that God has given them his heart, your heart. So Heavenly Father, I ask that even though in this time of the lockdown, where people are, are indulging in things that they wouldn't normally indulge in or struggling with thoughts that are being amplified in lockdown, Remind them that you want to go deeper with them. Father, you don't want to go deeper with them out of um, a religious, a Pharisee kind of lifestyle mindset, but out of love. And even though you know Heavenly Father, just like myself, sometimes they will drop your heart. They will not look after your heart the best way that they can, they can always come back to you for you to renew them and for you to teach them how to look after your heart, Lord, because I know there's times where I will hurt you, Lord. But that's for me to come back into your presence, Heavenly Father, and to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, but teach me how to do it. Let me learn. Show me, Lord God, I want to grow. I want to carry on. So let them know, Heavenly Father, that even though they may have fallen away for a season, you are the God of restoration. I believe, dear God, that this year especially is a year of restoration, a year of building Heavenly Father. And before they know it, by God's grace, we shall be out of lockdown. Let them know, Heavenly Father, that you have not forgotten them and that you see them. Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much. I thank you so much. Thank you, dear God, that you are not the God that the world portrays you to be. You are not the God that even some religious folk portray, um, portrays you to be. But that you are a genuine and honest and a relatable God, a God of transparency. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. We should do this again. Well, you know where to find me.